Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. Dylan. Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of Just Riding Along in the year 2017. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Earwax Troll. <laughs> I had forgotten about that for a second. <laughs> well, there you have it, the Earwax Troll. We have an action-packed and loaded episode tonight, so... We should probably dig straight into the fact that we have no listener donations. And Someone did say they were going to send us a donation, though, because his dick was going to blow off, so he was going to donate it to us. Oh, sure, but anyways, like, <laughs> um, I forgot where I was going. Jesus. No donations. No donations, so if, unless someone else wants to... Oh, we met a listener today. We did. We met Reed from Colorado Springs, and he was fucking stoked. Yeah. I thought that guy was going to pee in his pants. He was so happy to meet us. He had the most... Uniform? The most uniform, and I, I mean, I don't want to say perfect, because that's that's an odd way to describe it, but he had the most uniform cauliflower ears that I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a good many of them. You know, I've been around some jujitsu and stuff, and... MMA and you know it's it's a common thing but usually it's one side or the other because either you'll like get hit on one side and it happens or you always like do there are a few things you can do in jujitsu that will irritate them but you always do it on one side but his were like perfectly uniform it was amazing sounds like he consistently gets his ass kicked <laughs> but not just kicked but kicked on both sides yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so that um, was cool yeah, that was cool. I wish he'd come back in. I wanted to talk to him more, but he had to catch the shuttle. I told him to come back after the shuttle, and he didn't. Sad. Maybe he died. I hope not. Me Mountain too. lions would be eating him by now. So, earwax troll, are we going to explain that? Oh, yeah. Like I, I go to put my headphones in every week, and every week there's like earwax on them. And I'm like, where the hell does this come from? As if it doesn't come out of my own ears. It definitely comes out of your ears. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll go because I don't have a lot. I still haven't started riding my mountain bike again. Not on mountain bike trails, but I rode my mountain bike and went and did a overnight backpacking bike packing trip with a bunch of people yesterday. From Oveja Negra. Yeah, so Oveja Negra did an uh, an overnighter. And it was really cold, like every other time I've ever went bikepacking. The I've, same night as the snowstorm in northern Colorado, basically. Yeah, but like when I planned to do this a week ago, it had been like 55 at night. Yeah, and then nice. last night I like I was riding up there, and it wasn't even dark yet because I worked the full like work day, so I left the shop at like 6:25, and I'm like going uphill. And, like, my garment says it's, like, 36. And I'm like, no, this is just not okay. Like, it's, Did they have a campfire? Oh. Of course. Smell this jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I got the kind of cold where I've, like, been cold all day. Like, I haven't recovered from it yet. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad that, that I went. Matt is wearing a puffy down jacket right now. I'm wearing a puffy jacket inside right now. It is. I mean, it's not warm in our house because we don't really have... I mean, we have a heater we can turn on if it gets cold, but we just kind of let it stay chilly otherwise. Uh, Other than that, nothing's really going on. I don't really have much to report on. 
and that's that. So someone else should talk. Andrea built a bike. I did. I think I talked about it a little bit last time. I converted my spot rocker into a drop bar bike. It is currently 11 speed, uh, though sometime within... Well, I know it's planned that consumers can purchase um, piece, pieces of Axis next month sometime. Um, I think the the arrival date I've seen on the distributor side is like the 19th, but who knows if that's actually going to happen. Um, I mean, it's taken long enough. I hope they have enough stock, or they will have enough stock. So. Oh, it's taken long enough. Let's compare it with the release of XTR 9100. I mean, it's taken long enough in that Axis has been out, and if you just, like, fucked your rear derailleur on your second ride or something, then you just you just had to wait until now. Yeah. So, that's what I'm talking about. But anyway, so I built it up 11 speed with uh, some SRAM Red. <laughs> um, so, it's some SRAM Red stuff that I had around, but it had, um, I so my Ibis that I had put it on, the Haka. It was a flat mount rear brake and a post mount front brake. And that's what I had. Those are the parts I had. So I actually took an Elixir 1 caliper off of an Elixir 1 brake that we just had in the house. And I put that caliper on the SRAM Red Road Hydro Shifter. Ed's head just fucking blew off. <laughs> it works. It works great. I can't tell the difference. I literally can't tell the difference between the front and rear brake. Like, <laughs> you just put an elixir. If you're having trouble with your, your red calipers, just put an elixir caliper on there. You'll be fine. Get some guide calipers. Don't be scared. <laughs> Get that elixir one caliper. Slap it on there. You're going to be fine. Uh, it won't work for flat mount, but, you know, I'm talking post mount. So um, I put that on my bike. Um that's really it that I changed. Oh, yeah, I put, so I did not put the Thunderbirds. So I, I rode that bike for GoPro games with real mountain bike tires. I took the Thunderbirds off, and then I put on a set of Panaracer Driver Pro. And I'm looking, so I, I'm looking at tires in this category that I've made in my brain that are fast-rolling 29er tires that are less than 700 grams apiece have some sort of flat protection or just don't feel like basically they're not like tube condoms. Um, so yeah, like in the, like the 600 to 700 gram range of fast rolling tires that I'm using is like commuter Jeep road, more than gravel stuff. I mean, I, I take it on some shit like I did yesterday in my ride, but, um, I'm really impressed. Like they're a little less expensive which is nice. I mean, Maxxis makes great tires. Like, the Icon is a wonderful tire in that category. Um, though the Icon with the EXO, I think, is... It, is it over 700? Can you look that up for me? I don't even remember. I think it's right at 700. It's right around 700 grams. But it's an expensive tire. It's a nice tire. Um, Ooh, it's nice probably a little expensive. nicer rubber compound. You know, if I was... That gonna... Icon is... By the way, the Icon is, like, really old now. Yeah. But it's popular. It's like, a good tire. We're, like, we're all really old. The, that tire's pretty much as old as we are. Yeah. Well, the uh, that says one of two things. Either the Icon is super outdated, which I don't believe it is, or they just did it right a long time ago. Yeah. It's a nice tire. I think they did a really, really, really good job 15 years ago or 10 years ago whenever it came out. But uh, 
I don't know. I kind of think it's up. For, it's due for an update. It's a little bit plasticky on the tread, like the actual compound. The pattern's fine, I think. I don't know. I think they need to. I think they need to make something cooler well, with it. You know, I think it's a nice like tire. a recon. <laughs> I like the re- the recon race is cool. I I might. I could probably go for trying the recon race out in this category too. But Max's tires are a little bit more expensive, and I'm looking for something that I can put a lot of miles on and replace on the cheap. And so I've got these Panaracer tires. I think they retail for like $56. Um, they're, they're not bad at all. Like they don't roll quite as fast as Thunderbirds, obviously, because Thunderbirds weigh like 400 grams and don't have any tread. They're road tires. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really surprised. So yesterday I, I did um, a training ride and I climbed up Hayden Pass. And I think Matt talked about it in an episode or two ago. And it's a climb that, like, the first three to four miles is really nice. Like, you could ride it on a standard road bike. Uh, I mean, you could. I'm not saying you should. A cross bike is really good for the bottom couple of miles. Yeah, like, like if, you had a, if you had a road bike with, like, a compact chain ring and 28C tires, you'd, you'd go up and, you know, you might, like, go kind of slow on the way down. You can ride anything uphill. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, so the first little bit of it is real nice, but then it turns into, I have to say, out of I've been on a lot of gnarly Jeep roads. This is one of the worst I've ever been on. Top 10 for sure? Top 5. Damn! Yeah, I'd say top 5, one of the top 5 worst Jeep roads, like road in quotes, that I've ever been on. Like it... It's just consistently incredibly steep and both incredibly, like, loose or chunky rocky. And I rode up that, and I was really surprised at a few points where I was like, I'm going to slip my rear tire here. And it might, like, slip for a second, but then it caught. And I almost, like, did a wheelie. Like, I lifted my front wheel off the ground a tiny bit because I wasn't expecting the power that I was putting out to actually make it to the ground. So that was cool. Um, I love the drop bar mountain bike. Really love the drop bar mountain bike. Um, the only time that I was uncomfortable on it was going back down that stuff that was really steep and rocky and loose. Just having um, my weight a little further forward on the bike. Um, and I don't have a dropper on it. It's just like my road bike. So, you know, having my weight a little further forward over the front wheel, it was it felt a little bit sketchy. But um, other than that, really, really love the drop bar mountain bike setup. Um, my goal now is to find a similarly sized frame uh, in in carbon. And I want something with a bigger triangle. Not that the Rocker is a bad bike, but I just want something lighter. And I want something with a bigger front triangle so that I can fit a larger bag in there to hold stuff. Snacks and things. Snacks. Yeah, so I will periodically, um, you know, through the summer and uh, upcoming just few months, uh, just do little quick reviews, like on that Panaracer tire. No one's sending me tires. I'm buying these on my own. But, you know, I just figured since that's kind of a popular category, at least in my mind it is, uh, I'll just keep on telling everyone about it. 
Next on the bike will be some Fast Track 2.1s. Kenny's there you favorite. Go. Yep. Not the 2.1 though. It's okay for a gravel bike. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a again under it's not the grid compound either. It's like the kind of thin one. So um you know, it's it's it falls into my like 6 to 700 gram range, I think. I think so. What what's new with you, Kenny? Uh, I rode Park City today. That was pretty exciting. Super nice weather out here. Kind of opening weekend, if you will, at Park City. Not everything is rideable. Like the really, really high stuff is not rideable, but there's so much other good stuff. So we put together a super fun loop. Um, nice little 3,000 foot day, like 20 miles. Good time. So yeah, three hour ride. And there's a new downhill only flow trail at the deer valley side of things and it's long so now in theory you can ride from like the tip top of the mountain all the way to the bottom on a blue rated flow jump trail with berms and transfers it's how many thousands of feet uh it's i think it's a three not quite a three thousand foot descent maybe yeah it's between two two thousand to twenty five hundred just a guess but I would get tired. It, you do get <laughs> tired. So we did this one. It was at the end of the ride because we had to ride all the way kind of up and over there. And because I don't have my lift pass stuff yet. And I was freaking roasted. It, that trail, <laughs> and it's really, really, um, they're the really, really, really tight berms. And it takes like a lot of concentration and upper body strength, which I have little of both. So little T-Rex <laughs> arms over here yeah. thinking about nuggets and shit. Exactly. It's it was like difficult. Um, you just gotta hang on to your damn bike. But lots of fun, good time. Um, unfortunately, got stuck behind some some uh, <laughs> some slower folks. But so I had to stop a few times and kind of let them gap a little bit and then hop back on. And then yeah, would they not let just let you go past them? No, some people are dicks or don't know any better. Rocket launchers. There's no talent. I don't know. I don't get that mad. Rocket about launchers. It. Yeah. Um, it's no big deal. I needed to cite the trail anyway. You should put the RKT in the fucking RKT. <laughs> RKO? You mean like RKO out of nowhere? No, I've heard people call that bike the the rocket. Oh. And What's I'm it just supposed like, to? What I'm is like, RKT supposed to stand for? I think it just stands for rocket is what it's supposed okay. to stand for. But anyway, big Park City day for me. Good times. The bike's awesome. Still love my stump jumper. It's probably, I don't know what I'm going to do. I still have been like putting off maintenance on it because I'm lazy. I finally put a new chain ring on it so it doesn't make horrendous noises. Did you service your fork the other night? No, I never did. The suspension oh, is still you. as it sits. I know. <laughs> it's terrible. But it uh, still runs awesome. The bike's good. But yeah, I need to pull the damn fork apart and do the uh, do the wipers and all the things. Um. I think I'm going to add some tokens to it and try to run the air pressure a little bit lower and get a little bit more small bump out of it. But I don't know, damn, it's pretty damn good as it is. Fucking service it so it gets better small yeah, bump. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, no, no. Dude. Like the small bump on it is amazing. If you guys pushed on my fork right now, uh, it would blow both your dicks off. It's insane. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Mine blew off a long time ago. I'm talking about both of Matt's dicks. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't everyone have to? <laughs> uh, it still feels really good. Like, it's super plush. Everything's great. 
timing with that comment. <laughs> my fork, not Matt's dicks. <laughs> anyway, what else? Would is they new be with like me? side by side, or would they be stacked one on top of the other? Stacked like a double on, barrel, yeah, like on top, of like each an over under gun. <laughs> You know yep. you can't hit shit with them side by side shotguns. You got to have the over under. Yep. Uh, what else? I think that's it. I don't have any new toys or anything. I guess I gave the rundown. Let's see. Still on the stump st. Still one forty travel in the front. Um, still running the Wahoo computer. Runs good. I'm not too picky. Not too picky these days. I just want my stuff to work, and then I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, still like my bike. It just it's a great. If you have one bike in Utah, I still think it's hard to beat. There's so many other good bikes out there, and we talk about it all the time. But I'm happy with my choice. It's a good bike. It's light. Um, can take some hits. Oh, I did do a bigger drop that we've been scoping out for like two years at Park City. So I'm glad I finally hit that. It was a good time. Nobody died. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I need to retire. My stump jumper because it's a year old and I have beaten the shit out of it. It's probably time <laughs> just, just to refresh, freshen it. it up with a new yeah, one. Yeah, there's no reason why not. And the fork's like really old, um, because it came off and of not a, and never serviced. It came off of another bike. No, I rebuilt it once when I turned it to 140 when I first built my stump jumper a year and a month ago. <laughs> so yeah, like once you have that size bike in this type of terrain, it's really hard to hold on to them for long because they just get so knackered. Yeah, my bike still runs, like, really good. I'm still on that damn DI2 drivetrain that came from my RKT, by the way. I finally had to retire that original cassette that came on, like, who knows how many bikes before that even. I can't even remember. I think that cassette probably had 7,000 miles on it. Oh, my but God. it would skip in, like, the 9 and 10 uh, <laughs> if you'd stand up. Like, if you tried to stand up out of a corner, uh, it would skip <laughs> so oops that, that's gone yeah if anyone so what we're what kenny's saying is that if any of our listeners want to purchase his current bike that yeah so let me know if you're interested it's not like official but i can always be convinced to sell it it's pretty baller it's 26 pounds even with pedals fox 34 140 carbon stump jumper um yeah aluminum wheels dtr lights what else is on the thing DI2 XT. It's got a new cassette and a new ring and a new chain. <laughs> Finally. Uh, yeah. Fork's never a, been serviced. <laughs> Fork's never been serviced. Now it will be rebuilt in mint. And again, it, it just runs so good. I don't ride it in like nasty conditions. It's just dry and dusty here and I always clean off. Um, yeah. Clean it off. Works fine. Oh, so you, that's all I got though. Okay. So since you're wrapping up and you just talked about your fork. We got a lot of emails about fork lube, how people are going to lube their fucking stanches, which leads me... Yeah, hold people, on. people can do whatever the fuck they want, but that's, that's stupid. I was going to say, I don't even give a shit if you lube your stanchions. If you want to buy new CSU assemblies from Fox or RockShox or Manitou or whoever you get your suspension bits from, I don't care, because that's your bike, your problems. What I was going to say, though, is I thought of a new term this weekend. What's that? This bike wasn't clapped out. When it came in the shop, it gave a motherfucking standing ovation. Like, <laughs> like it was a three-year-old Pivot Mach 6. I feel like the Pivot Mach 6 is the new, like, Superfly 100 of clapped-out Man, those Superfly 100s. Good lord <laughs> to those things. 
coming clapped out. I already know too. I can see it from a mile away. It's got like the red XO ten speed on there, or even nine speed, or whatever that was. And, and that's I'm like, it was the Fuck. nine speed. Yeah, and that that's a scary part too. Is they haven't made that red nine speed stuff in like a couple of years, so you know right. that that stuff's like real old. So it's like real all old. you can see from like they're walking through the door, and like their shorts aren't tight around their thigh, <laughs> and they have a Superfly one hundred in their hand. And with like pink, hold on, hold on. Used to be red, but now it's pink. Christine Anno hug. A head sweat hat on from like Tour of the Moon 2008 or something, you know? Yeah, that ties in the back. And then they got a like white taper bore brakes coming across the shop. You're just like, oh God. Yeah. And it's got that Fox 32 that even when it was brand new felt like shit. Yeah, when Fox was really it had like a metal coil in the uh, air spring. I don't know what I don't know what it had in there. It was it was bad things though, and I feel bad because I got to tell this guy he needs wipers, and either a his stanchions are going to be destroyed, or b after we rebuild it, it's going to feel <laughs> about the same as when we started. But and if you think that I'm making fun of a certain customer, just know that like everyone in every bike shop knows who we're talking about, and that person is the person that as they walk in the door, you're like, oh bless your heart like i've never been happier this week i'd really tried to get a customer to not get a bike serviced and then andrea's working on it she's like oh this is broken and it was like so exciting to me that this bike was broken because like i was was bad it was like like i all but paid this lady out of my own pocket to just leave the shop and if you're like oh matt's a dick you didn't want to help this person no like it was a gti drive and i'm like no ma'am Please don't spend money on this bike. Please. Just just save your money and buy something new. Yeah. Because let's face it, $1,000 hardtails now are fucking awesome. They are really good. Now, the one thing I will say about their stereotypical top fuel owner, uh, circa 2010. Superfly. They will super, Superfly 100. I'm sorry, what, did, what did I say? You said top fuel. Oh, my bad. <laughs> same Same bike, same thing. Uh, you mean like the you're thinking of the Fuel EX that was yeah, like that Hound's yeah, tooth yeah. with the kinky uh, seat tube? No, well, that was anyway, a top fuel. I thought that was that a fuel customer EX. will consistently drop four to five hundred dollars on that bike, so they will spend money and they understand that things need to be serviced. But damn, every one of those bikes is clapped. Yes, uh, we had a customer replace a Superfly 100 this year, and like he came in, he's like, "This is so good," and I'm like, "I'm glad you like it," you know. He was like, I need something this light. Like when we started talking, having that conversation, I'm like, well, that's not possible. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, you could spend $10,000. You're not going to build a new bike at 22 pounds. I'm sorry. You're just not. Not a bike that's a proper just like Colorado everyday bike. You know, like don't bother emailing me a link to some Epic or something like that. That's not a Colorado. Like he ended up on an Ibis Mojo Three. Like he bought a fucking trail bike. It weighs twenty eight pounds, but he's stoked. He loves it. Yeah, for sure. And the people, if all you've ridden is a wet noodle, you don't realize <laughs> that other stuff is is pretty decent. Because in defense of the Superfly One Hundred, when that bike came out, it was that sick. was the hotness. That was a good bike. That's what all the fast people rode. Absolutely, for sure. I did find a picture. It is. <laughs> I just had to, like, I believed you. I just had to find a picture no, of No, you didn't believe me. I did. Here's a picture of someone that someone put tw- 650B wheels on. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of people doing that. Like, like 
did all sorts of crazy things to bikes to make them 650B when 26 was still the norm. Like, sent it to a carbon repair person to cut part of the chainstay bridge out and weld it back in with carbon and shit. Like, yeah. Anyways. Um, Do we want to talk about any other new gear that is on the market that you guys, think, guys can think of? Uh, like those Megura brakes that are in your handlebar? Oh, God, yes. I just I saw that picture. I don't even care about that stuff. Because, Kenny, you're going to have to deal with it because you know Specialized is going to put that on, like, all the top end, like, the Epic and shit. Thank goodness for right now, it actually is only on an actual Magura bike. But did like, you notice, Magura this is made the part, a frame or something. this is the part that blows my mind. Every mechanic who's been in a shop for at least a year has seen a brake hose saw through the crown of a fork. They routed that brake hose on their brakes that they just released, this new hot shit, the brake hose rubs the fucking fork stanchion. Nice. Yes. Their marketing photos, their press release photos, the front the the brake hose rubs the fork stanchion. So yep. that's what that's what I couldn't like I saw that and I was like, I can't even I don't even want to read this because whoever built this bike has never worked on bikes before that are not new. Like, this was put together by, like, an engineer or someone in, like, the engineering. Someone who doesn't touch bikes that have been ridden built this bike, so I can't take it seriously. Uh, Specialized has a new all-rounder hardtail. The Fuse, re-released. You got it. So, kind of neat. If you want sliding drops and all those people that um, will get, uh, are so amped up about 27.5 plus that they'll send... uh, They'll send mail out to people about how much they like it. <laughs> well, but there's only one 27.5 model. The rest are 29 like it ought to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but they have they have both options out there, which is really cool. Uh, it's got sliding drops on like the nicer 29, nicer alloy version or whatever. Pretty neat. The M4 option. version, yeah. But going back to what Matt said, the amount of bike you can buy today, a new bike that's going to have a warranty, and it's not just me working in a shop. And yes, I'm in a specialized shop, absolutely. Uh, but we just see it all day, every day. We see bikes come in that we have to make good. And you ride those bikes after you put a lot of money into them, plus whatever they paid for those bikes. And then you see the new crop of bikes. Like, it's it's hard to deny it. Like, it's not just us trying to sell bikes. It's that, man, you can get a lot of damn bike for 1500 to $2,000. It's pretty amazing. We just want customers to be happy with the money. We want you to have spend. a good time. And if someone spends, you know, I don't know, what was the repair on that that broken GT that I was, I didn't even look at how much. It was three digits. I mean, it was like $112 or something because it was, it was was like, it might not have been quite that much. It it was almost, it was three digits. It was replacing cables and housings and generally like making it work. And not, and, and, uh, undropper posting the bike. Yeah. And it was, you know, she was going to spend all that money and then still have a bike that, like, kind of sucked. You know, and a a $1,300 hardtail is going to have an air sprung fork. It's going to have tubeless wheels and tires. It's, it's going to be, like, a, it's going to be a decent bike. Like, the bar and stem are going to be alloy, but they're not going to be, like, shitty alloy. You know, it's not going to be just blocks of alloy that have, like, some generic name on them. 
But anyway, just random news. So for someone not looking for a super racy bike, just an all-rounder, could be cool. Haven't actually seen one yet, but I'm sure we'll have them in the shop soon. I just happened to see it uh, in my reading. And yeah, kind of neat. Cool stuff coming out every day. Anything else new? I have some emails here if we want to answer a question. Yeah, let's answer a question or two. So Matt Mosley says, JRA, and the the subject is, please put Shimano on blast. Okay. Shimano we do, won't we sell do me, all the time. <laughs> Shimano won't sell me a new 8mm fixing bolt for my 12-speed XDR cranks. It's a part of the crank arm the consumer customer service rep says, when in reality, it's just captured behind a self-extracting ring like every other press fit crank out there. Checking the parts fiche, the crank arm is literally only sold as an assembly. This is madness. Kind regards, Matt. Um, Wait, yeah, what? dude. What? What? Like the little self-extracting nut on the crank arm? On a Shimano. I'm assuming he messed up like the main... Well, yeah, that's the other thing that's weird is what is he talking about? Because Shimano... The new cranks that I'm not aware of? So here's the thing. If you got... A, so the reason XCR was delayed is because the Shimano XCR factory burned down and then they couldn't get crank sets. So they started... They took 9,000 cranks... I wonder if someone of, started a dumpster fire back there with like some SRAM stuff, maybe some like uh, some old no, uh, some X3 and X5 stuff caught on fire it, back there. Took out the XCR factory. That'd be a bitch. It must have been run one of the XCR 12 speed shifters just spontaneously combusted. <laughs> um, oh, they feel so bad. But no, what they did is they took a 9000 crank and they blacked it all the way out, and that was the original like. This is going to be wrong, but imagine it's like the 9099 crank. It's not really a 9100 crank, but it's the crank that Shimano shit their pants and provided to get XCR groups to ship. Yeah, I think I remember and, that because we got some whack ball cranks sitting in the back that I haven't even like put my eyes on. And those are black crank arms that are two-bolt pinch with a preload, like a headset style, like normal stem assembly style um, are you talking like normal set. Shimano cranks that they make? Exactly, for like Holotech years. Okay, cool. And the new proper ninety one hundred crank works a lot more like a nine speed XDR crank, which was like a a press on crank that had a little like tension bolt on it. Really, get the fuck out of here! I had no idea. I didn't even yeah. pay attention. Yeah, yeah, me either. Is it is well, it still a twenty four mil spindle? I think so. So just Shimano officially still tell. Anything 30 mil to fuck off? At least press fit like 30? Not that I agree that press fit 30 is good. I'm just curious if you have a press fit 30 bike and you officially want to run Shimano everything, you kind of can't still? Is that is that still the case? I mean, you just have to use someone else's bottom bracket. But That's just so bizarre to me, by the way. Why would Shimano just not make a press fit bottom bracket? That just seems weird. No. Mm. Stuff is hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look this up now I'm intrigued well you know wheels manufacturing makes a wonderful bottom bracket for that crank to go into i don't know i feel like the 24 millimeter spindle is like it's a little like sram's dub it's like this is just the size it is and you make a bottom bracket to make this fit your bike i really don't hate i don't hate the 24 mil spindle i think it works just fine i'm just surprised that shimano doesn't make like a turnkey hey we make stuff for all bikes that's still weird to me i understood why they were like very 
dug their heels in at first when they maybe press fit 30 was going to go away very quickly and press fit 30 thank god is going away slowly but there's still a lot of them out there so i'm just so surprised that they don't just make a damn bottom bracket for it that's weird mm. the mt900 no that is the stopgap crank the mt900 is just a 9000 because 9100 is durace I'm just so bummed. I'm on the website right now, and I'm just looking at the pictures of like the shifters, and they look like they're from Walmart. So M ninety one, such a bummer. Twenty maybe. I don't. Okay. Yeah, no. that looks like new. But stuff. It, I knew that there was something like it's. I, I knew it wasn't a ninety one series item. It's a nine hundred. It's just an odd crank that they use as a stopgap. But the other one is. And I don't even, they don't even show pictures of it. Like, but it's a, it has a preload nut and stuff on it. Like it's the two arm, like the one arm is made to the spindle. The other arm like presses on and then you have a little tension bolt. And it sounds like Matt fucked up his little self-extracting arm. He was probably working on his bike all like full of, you know, natter days or something. And just (laughs) fucking fell over and like stripped the bolt out. So, uh, yeah, sounds like, uh, Shimano should just, I don't know, build a time machine or something. Wow, look at that. Look at that system. What the fuck? You, that looks like that looks like Octolink. <laughs> That's not okay. But Octolink was but terrible. It says XTR on it. Those cranks just randomly fell off. Well, surely these won't. And you won't need bolts for them. You won't need bolts for them either because you'll just get a whole crank arm. Yeah. That's why they sell it as what a whole arm because world. when the fucking arm falls off and you lose it, you just buy a whole new arm. Oh, okay. I yeah, I see where they're going. Um, so that was from Matt, and then or Matthew, sorry. And then another person sent us a question about a stage race bike. Okay, mountain bike stage race. No, road stage race. He wants to know if he should ride his Argon eighteen or a fucking look. The look. No, it's a mountain bike stage race. <laughs> hey gang, I love the show. Keep the content coming. I'm. Looking at doing the Pisgah Stage Race next April in Pisgah over in Brevard, North Carolina. As you guys know very well, I believe. That is correct. I've done that race before. It's five days, about 150 miles in total, with about 20,000 feet of climbing. My question is what bike to run. I currently have the Pivot Less 29er, 1x11, with a Fox Stepcast 32 at 100 millimeters of travel. I have I-9 Trail 24 wheels. Um, I also have a Yeti 5.5 Turk Series which is 140 rear, 160 front, with a Fox 36. It's stock Eagle X01. It has an aggressor rear and DHF 25 front. Pivot's obviously more designed for cross-country racing, so it seems like it's a little too much for Pisca. And the Yeti seems to or it's too little bike for Pisca, and the Yeti seems to be too much. The Yeti's still running the dock. The stock DT Swiss 350 hubs, which I'm not a huge fan of. My question is, which bike would you choose to do the stage race on, and what changes would you suggest? What about putting the i9 wheel set on the Yeti? I'm leaning towards racing the Yeti and getting some carbon wheels and lesser rolling weight tires, but wanted to see if you had any particular suggestions before pulling the trigger. Cheers, Josh from Tennessee. Man, that was exactly that last thing he said was exactly what I was going to tell him to do. Like lighter wheels and tires and run. I wouldn't do a hardtail in Pisgah because if it rains, no. when it rains. Or just dick mists all day. Dick mist. That's that's a Kenny term. Remember, he like made that up, like where it it's not actually raining, but it's just wet enough in the air that it's making everything wet or like moist. It's, it's like 
constantly doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just all. It's moist. It's extremely moist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is correct. That is an accurate description of dickness. Yeah. So. <laughs> He just kicked over Matt's tickle box. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> when it does that, if you're on a hardtail, your the back end of your bike is just going to be like uncontrollable. So, so you don't. Just, it, if it's hard, dick miss makes the back uncontrollable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it, what you said, like putting lighter wheels and tires on it, I think that is a wonderful idea. And if you were, I'd say something like the Bontrager XR4. Um, Ooh, that tire's good. That's a good tire. It's For its size and tread pattern, it is relatively light. Like 850, 830, depending on you know what tire you weigh, because yeah. I've seen them in, yeah. in both those weight ranges. So I, I'd say those tires are not a bad choice. I was actually looking at like an XR4 front and an XR3. They've redone the XR3 to be a little faster rolling center. Um, so I'd say like an XR front, XR four front, and an XR three rear looks like a pretty solid combination. And what I would say is the one four or the five five is going to go so badly uphill. You may as well run XR four front and back. So when it does turn downhill, you can let that big bike buck. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's face it, like you could put f- furious Freds on that bike, it's still not going to go uphill fast. So you may as well run just enough tire to let it buck downhill. That's my thought. Andrea just made a face at that. I just like fast rolling tires. Diva. So that's it. That's some questions. Kenny, um, do you have any input on this guy's question? No, I think you covered it. Yeah. Are we done? We could be. I mean, do we have any more interesting questions or do they all suck? No, they our I'm just I'm our listener questions are all wonderful. Yeah, there's no, we don't ever get any bad questions. We get a lot of stupid questions, but never bad ones. Here's a, here's a good one. It's a fork stanchion lube follow-up question. <laughs> it's literally question about a question from Casey. He says, hey guys, thanks for the show. I enjoy your honest reviews and answers. Recently, you talked about stanchion lube and how it is a no-no. What do you think about products like Maxima SC1? It is a silicone detailer used for dirt bikes and ATVs. I don't specifically use it on the stanchions. I put it all over the frame of the bike regular during washing. It essentially makes it smooth and resistant or resist dirt sticking to it, so I end up washing less. Would this hurt anything by being on the stanchions? Um I don't think it'd help anything because the wipers are made to wipe stuff like that off. Yeah. I think you would Yeah, I would I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I just don't think it's going to help. I anything. wouldn't worry about it. I just wouldn't like specifically douse my stanchions in anything. Yeah, don't like Q-tip detail your stanchions, but don't like masking tape them off before you start Maxima C- SC wanting stuff. Does that seem reasonable? Like, also sure. don't put don't put decals on your stanchions. I've seen some customers do that on the stanchions. <laughs> on the stanchions, yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, they just slidey slide right through those, uh, right through oh the old God. wipers there. N- no, what, they don't. What decal yeah. was it? Dead serious. I think it was a fox decal on a fox fork. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like fox. In his defense, <laughs> in his defense, it was towards the top, but uh, so you had to, you had to work pretty hard to get them through there. But they had been through a few times looking at the decals. So <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that shouldn't have to be said, but. Don't do that. 
Matt's about to lose it. <laughs> we should just stop the show now. We have to, because if not, I'm just going to be the world's largest tick head for the next 12 minutes. What? How does that change from the last, like, 40 minutes? <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to the 17th episode of Just Riding Along in the year 2018. We really appreciate you listening. And um, Andrea didn't just call me a dickhead. So there's definitely a chance there's a next show and that I won't be in jail or the hospital after she kicks my ass or whatever. I'm not a violent person. I know. It was a terrible joke. Um, But, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Maybe don't detail your stanchions. Maybe do. I think it'd be really cool to use that stuff in the back of the crowd. If you... If you de- if you do stuff to your stanchions, you should write a le- write a letter about it to us. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There you go. Um, so that's it. That's the show. And just like anyone that can't wrap it up, it's time to wrap that. Oh, shit up. you know what kind of letter I'd like to get is one where someone cuts out letters from the newspaper to spell other things. We've gotten stuff similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the McNugget stabbers were pretty simple. That was like the the physical object version of a, a cutout letter. Yeah, this is as close as we've gotten to a uh, a human body part <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Bye bye. <laughs>